Welcome to the Unbreakable and Fearless Podcast. I'm JC, current collegiate student athlete and owner of Unbreakable Female Athlete. Candice, current college coach and owner of Fearless and Capable. We are teaming up to bring perspectives as a coach and as an athlete that hit on topics and issues that we face as women in sport. Join us as we build on a friendship of more than 10 years and get real about what is happening. And how we can make tomorrow better for women in sports. All right, JC. So you have Unbreakable. Why Unbreakable? Yeah, so I was kind of, I really wanted a brand or not really a brand. I really just wanted a shirt that said that I was a female athlete and kind of epitomized what it meant to be a female athlete. And I looked around all over Google and I couldn't find anything. And so I'm someone that if you can't find something, do it yourself. And so I sat down with my teammates who are also my roommates. And we said, I, we brought out a notebook and I was like, okay, list off words that you think define being a female athlete and unbreakable was the word that stood out to me the most. And just when I said epitomize, that's the word that epitomized being a female athlete, just in terms of being unbreakable can be dependent on whoever, whoever the individual is that's wearing the shirt or whoever the individual is that wants to invest and grow with unbreakable female athlete. And so unbreakable can mean so many different things to so many different people. And I knew I wanted female athlete underneath it. And so there was, I just said, okay, unbreakable female athlete. And yeah, yeah, I wore it to practice. My entire team loved it. And then that's kind of, it just continued to spiral. And so, yeah, I've really said that unbreakable can be determined by the individual themselves. And to me, yeah. it means injuries. It means mental health. It means the inequalities amongst sport, the gender hierarchy. I mean, the list goes on and on. And so mm -hmm. that's why Unbreakable Female Athlete means so much to me because we can continue to speak on inequalities within sport and female athletes, but we can also speak on mental health. We can also speak on yeah. someone's own journey with, with injury. And so, yeah, it's really yeah. a universal word. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think for, for me, the question I have for you is why this word in regards to the fact of how broken we can sometimes feel. Why is this word needing to be, in your opinion, in the forefront, particularly free for female athletes? When we think about the broken components, those, those not to say we're broken, but those moments we feel closer to broken than we feel put together. Why is that important, you think, particularly for college athletes these days? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's dependent on so many different things. And I think, so I have a platform where people share their own stories so they can message me and say, Hey, I have this story that I want to share. And I've had two big topics that I've gotten messages upon and mental health is the first one, just mental health within mm -hmm. athletics and struggling. And that doesn't even have to be dependent on being a female athlete. That's, you know, overall male and female athletes yeah. are struggling with their mental health in college athletics. Sure. And then another one is just the inequalities amongst the sport and struggling mm. to feel seen as a female athlete and struggling to feel like our work is being noticed by others. Um, specifically, yeah. like I know personally as being an athlete at the university of Iowa, 
And it's, it's, I feel like we're continuing to get better and we're continuing to push the needle forward, but it's still never enough. And I, I know that I recognize the differences amongst me, the media attention for a rowing athlete compared to a football athlete. So I think that's one of the biggest things is the media attention is so huge. And if we could continue to elevate that to where, you know, they're always like speak on male athletes saying that, um, well, football is the moneymaker, but you have no idea what women's sports could be moneymakers because we're not getting the same media attention. So no one's able to even watch mm-hmm. it. So that's, those are two huge topics that um, I could speak for ages on, but yeah, those yeah. are both very big. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that concept of, of feeling less than feeling not as valued, feeling like you you're not worthy of the same pieces of attention or support. It does. It makes it feel like, well, there must be something missing in me. I think that's the part, or there's something missing that somebody else is seeing that we're not seeing. You know, when you talk about the media, what is, what is the component that everyone says is the reason you can't put the money or time into women's sports? We don't see that, but when you get yeah. told over and over again or get shown through the actions of others, you think there's something that must be missing to why you're not of value or worth it. And I think that's why the unbreakable is so such a key word in thinking about there's really <laughs> the issue isn't actually with in a lot of ways with women. It's actually with the systems that have created the environments that we have to occupy as athletes and as coaches. And so when you think about how that word of being unbreakable means that we can start to look at ourselves as valuable, as worthy, and starting to put that piece out there. And that can be, like you said, it could be the fact that I'm injured and I come back. I mean, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, look at... Look at Paige from the UConn women's basketball team. I mean, how many injuries Mm -hmm. has that young woman gone through? And she keeps coming back stronger and better and wiser and, you know, more influential. And I think that's, those are the moments that you look at and you're like, unbreakable can mean so many things. But I think for me, when, when I see that word and I think about my own experiences and I think about what I see as now a college coach looking at college Mm -hmm. athletes is understanding that you don't need to just be satisfied or happy with what you're dealt. You are worthy. You are seen, you are valued. Now keep asking for it, keep going and keep challenging the status quo and systems because there is nothing missing from you. You You're fully put together. You are worth every moment of time and energy. Um, And so that's where I think for so, so many college programs that I look at the issue I come with from the, coaches side is how many coaches I see trying to break athletes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah, like, I agree. that's a whole nother issue that is like, how does that, and I know that ties in with mental health, but it's also in this like two way street. Cause I can tell you there's things that our athletes do that I look at. And I'm like, are you trying to break me? <laughs> like, why, yeah. why are we in this battle? But you know what I think it, it stems from, and I'd be interested in your thoughts is think about even heck a year ago, we aren't, we weren't having the conversations we are about coaching kind of in the climate we are right now with more recognition of suicides happening in the collegiate sports, you know, the NWSL scandals. And there's been numerous, even the, um, 
oh, the NWA, uh, the WNBA coach that would not recognize uh, BG from uh, Baylor and her situation in Russia. Yeah. You know, and what does that speak to her as a coach and the rumors that you've heard? We weren't talking the way we are right now. And so what do you, from your side, you know, where do you think some of that willingness to be broken is an acceptable method in in sports, whether it's from the athlete's perspective, me getting broken down means I have to build myself up. I'm going to be better. Or then even from a coach's side, breaking them down will make them better. What's, why do you think that is such a trend that is tough to break? You know, I, I think the biggest thing, and I can speak from my own college experience. Um, I just think that coaches, there are a lot of coaches that view themselves again, I will speak on the hierarchy a lot. They view themselves up here and then they see their athletes as the gum of the, on the bottom of their shoes. And so they think that to create a championship culture, it's let me continue to beat them down and let me see who's a robot and who can stick it out and who can perform hundred percent every single day as I continue to beat them down. Cause that's the person I want to compete for me. But you know, that's in, from my experience, I think that's going to turn your athletes on you and say, what the hell are you doing? Like, why are you treating me like I'm a number? Why are you treating me like I'm a statistic? Because at the end of the day, we're human. We're all human. We have emotions. We have feelings. And so if a coach sits there and lets you have feelings and lets you have a bad day, lets you be at 80%, that's a championship culture. That's a team that is going to want to compete for that coach. And so for coaches yeah. to get out of this mindset of continuing to break down their athletes that's that is where your team is not i i find that your team will not be successful finally at some point i mean the girls that i've been around have realized that's not how that's not the relationship that you want you want to be on the same level as your coach we're working together to create something it's not the yeah. coach is above and i'm below here just working 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 and so at the university yeah. of iowa um our coach all, all of our coaches staffs um Jeff Garbett on at the rowing team he is just so he's amazing and and I'll speak on this a lot but he is continuously saying like you need to show up and be human and I'm going to view you as a person over an athlete I want you to show up and give whatever you have if your mm -hmm. cup is at 80% give that 80% and whatever 20% you don't have your teammates will fill for you that day because you know at the end of the day if I'm having a bad day today, my teammate might be having a bad day tomorrow. And I know that I'll work hard for her because I know that she had mm -hmm. my back today. And so that's mm -hmm. just something that I stand true to is that you can't continuously keep beating down because at some point there's nothing left in the, in the person. There's nothing left in the athlete. They're not, they're not going to have the love or the joy for the sport. They're not going to want to compete for you. And at the end of the day, that's when your team continues yeah. to just spiral down. <laughs> I think, okay, there's two things that are standing out to me. First, I love the fact that you said, if you keep doing this, your athletes were going to turn on you. That's new Yeah. to me. That's a new option that yeah. did not seem like an option when I played 20 years ago that I could turn and say, this isn't acceptable, which is, I think where a lot of this has been really empowering to watch is because mm -hmm. the voices are coming from those that are participating. And yeah. I think there are a lot of coaches out there that share the same mindset of, of me as looking back and saying, okay, 
sure, some of us had successes. Sure, some of us can claim these these pivotal moments. And maybe they mm-hmm. did come out of a lower point. But the way in which we were demanding or demanded to be perfect mm-hmm. and excellence and perfection were the thing that was constantly, constantly being thrown at us, that your sense of self was lost, that robot comment, that becoming robots, the the sense of self is gone. And when you allow an athlete to work at 80%, when you permit the worthiness of myself to say, I'm not 100% and here's why, Mm-hmm. I think you do get 110 and 120% on another day because yeah. they are going to be willing to bring their 100 and bring the 20, 10, whatever they need to bring to fill somebody else's bucket. Instead mm-hmm. of, I'm truly at 80, you want me to be at 100, you're breaking me down until I'm about 50. And that's mm-hmm. a long way up instead of allowing me to stay at 80 for a day. Yeah or two. Yes. I I think that's, if if you look at it as as somewhat simple math, it makes a lot more sense than breaking them down to 50 and asking them to claim or climb all the way up because there's no worth at the end of the day because you're second guessing what you're allowed to be and who you're Mm -hmm. allowed to be. And it does, it does play into it. Now, I think there's always this part, where does your where does your 80% hurt others? So let's say you are at, at the at the less than today, the less mm-hmm. than mode. Is there a spot where coaches can say, I know you're here, but this is what it does to the teammates when you're at that level instead of 100%. What do you think? Is there anything, is there any takeaways coaches would have to think about if we do accept more universally this ability to say, be where you're at, show up who you are today? Is there any drawbacks to how it affects the team, in your opinion? From what I've seen, no, because it's been, it's just, you know, I haven't seen it. It's it's not a continuous every day I'm at 80% or every day I'm at 70%. It's, you know what, today mm-hmm. I've, I've got a lot going on in the outside and I can't show up and be 100% today. And everyone is on board. Yeah. And I think one of the important parts about that is that you need to have a conversation with the team regarding mental health. And I, and we've had a lot of team conversations where mm-hmm. it's just been the team. And then we also bring in the coaches and say, hey, this is where right. we're at as a team. And we all agree on this. Mm-hmm. And so then it's just a mutual understanding of you're going to have a few bad days um, it, it can't be mm-hmm. every day. Obviously, you can't have a bad day every day. But when mm-hmm. you do have that bad day, someone's going to be there to fill in and step in. And so personally, I haven't seen any like negative repercussions from it so far because we're all on the same page. And I think yeah. that that makes the team a lot better and a lot stronger. And everyone wants to compete for one another because of it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think... I know I give my team, my team um, players a two mental health days a season, and literally yeah, there's, there's really no questions asked to it. That yeah, they get it. Um, I correlate it to let's say you in soccer. Let's say you got 
bumped in the ankle, okay? Ankle's bruised. It's nothing that's going to require rehab, but it's just enough to say today's not going to go well with me playing on it, okay? I can see that and say, all right, you get today off, okay? And then we'll see you tomorrow. That same thing can happen with your brain, your emotions from those outside factors. Someone probably smacked you in the ankle to make you not able to play. I might not have seen the interaction with a mom, a dad, a spouse, somebody else, a partner, somebody in your life that emotionally hurt or something may be going on in classes that has hurt your brain to distract you from the capabilities of playing Mm -hmm. that day. And so to me, I treat it the same way. If you're out a day, not a lot of questions asked. All right. Sounds good. If you need multiple days, just like if you were physically injured, I'd be going, are you going to the training room? I'm going to go, what are you doing about receiving mental health services? Are you going to counseling? Have you, you know, visit it with a therapist and it's not me to know every detail, but it's obviously one, you are accountable to the program, but two, Mm -hmm. I think we can be exactly that way of saying, listen, you have these outside sources that are going to come in and impact you positively, negatively, sometimes, you know, just in a neutral way, but how are you going to bring yourself? And if I can encourage you to bring yourself your authentic self, I think that goes a lot. I think it, the the long-term impact is much better than anything short-term by restricting um, what they're allowed to be versus yeah. allowing them to, to be themselves and what they need. Um, and so from you guys, like as athletes, and you were thinking about kind of this relationship between coaches and athletes, you know, what are ways that when you say, listen, I want to be unbreakable, what are some of the biggest things as coaches we can create the safer, safer spaces for you to feel like you won't be broken down? Like, what are things we can set up and do? Yeah, I think some of the biggest things is obviously like seeing yourselves as, as working together as a team and and wanting yes. to work hand in hand with your athletes, because I think that that's just huge. And that's going to create a mutual respect that you want your athletes to come in and speak to you. And you want your athletes to come in and give feedback and not be afraid and not be scared to shy away and say, Hey, this is what I think we need to do. Or so and having that mutual respect goes a really long way. And then providing spaces mm-hmm. for athletes to speak with their teammates and say, this is something that we need to talk about. Um, and not, and sometimes you just have to prioritize those conversations. Like you might have a practice that, Hey, we, we got to put this aside and have these conversations because something's going on in the background and we just need to talk it out. And so Mm -hmm. allowing the team to have a space to communicate, maybe sometimes not with the coaches there, because I found a lot of times there's a lot more open and honest conversations amongst one another if the coaches aren't there. And that's where here we've had huge success with that. And so I think just creating Mm -hmm. like these little opportunities for people to speak with one another on the team and just bonding in general, I think bonding in general to get to Mm -hmm. know one another um, is huge. And so, yeah, I think those are the biggest things. Another thing, since we're on the topic of mental health, which I think is huge and I don't know how it works at different universities, but at Iowa, we have a Hawks for Hawks program and it's, run by our counseling services here, the sports psych counseling services. And you go in and I can't remember how many weeks it is, 
but you go in each week and for an hour, an hour and a half, you sit down with the sports psych and learn how to identify various mental health issues within your teammates and find out the resources to help and do like role play activities. So you know how to help your teammates and how to communicate mm -hmm. with them if they're struggling with something. And so I think that is huge. A lot of our team has gone through that. And so it just helps us communicate with one another better and know how to communicate when someone's saying, Hey, I'm going to be honest, I have, I'm having a rough day today. And so, you know, the correct responses yeah. to that, or you're not just like, oh, okay, you're having a bad, you're having a bad day, but we need you to show up today. It's remove the butts and say, okay, what can I do to support you? So that's something that's huge that I, yeah. I don't know how that works at different universities, but implementing that or finding a way to do programs like that is huge in creating another safe space for the team. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to hit on two things. So the first thing I'm going to say is that that program sounds one exceptional. Uh, don't have that where I'm at, at the NAIA, NAIA level. I don't know why that always trips me up. Um, but it is something that I did in a free way. So there's a personality mm -hmm. code color test mechanism online. It was a free test. I, I asked players not to put all of their, you know, every, every thought about themselves into the results of this test, but it's a, a baseline way to understand how certain players communicate the way they communicate yeah. and the way they listen and hear things in process. And so what we did was we tried to create that as a starting point to conversations because there are reasons our yellows, for instance, the yellow color codes tend to use humor. Well, it's a way to deflect yeah. things. Um, our reds tend to be very loud, outspoken, very quick to respond. It seems passionate. It can be, but it's not meant to be as offensive sometimes as people think um, or, you know, so on. So we did that to understand one misconceptions of our own style and then two to understand more about each other and how we can better communicate. That I think mm -hmm. plays into the mental health piece that making, not making assumptions that you know what's best for them. I think the other piece is that that word you use to, to, to remove the butts and use a, and how can I help you? Because there are yeah. days like a game day or, you know, a match day, anything where you're in performance mode, where you're truly in the, the need to win. I do need you to show up in your best version. But if I don't yeah. train you how to do that outside of the performance day and I don't train your teammates on how to help you, then I think I'm missing a big key piece to when it comes to us needing to perform is understanding, have I done the work to understand what you need outside of it? And I think yeah. that's something coaches miss is like, have they done the work to understand and help them, not just the coach understand the athlete, but the athletes to understand one another to get to where yeah. we're trying to go to. And I think that's, it's really hard to do. And it's, it's nice when resources like the Hawks for Hawks program exist. That's huge, yeah. but where and how can, can people do it on without those types of things are, I think possible. It's just a matter of yeah. your willingness to get creative or willingness to network and outreach to people. The yes. other thing I think that is very interesting and I'm in, I'm in some of this discussion right now. Absolutely. I have the, um, the open door, come tell me what you think. I, you know, I take all ideas. I do 
take an enormous amount of reflection time. Uh, but there's certainly a, a decision that has to be made and that decision needs to be made by me. Um, and I agree that the hierarchy is something where it establishes when we look at the hierarchy, it's, it's one over the other, right? Which in yeah. a lot of situations, that's not what it should be. It should be more intermingled. And there's moments that I need to step up and make the decision. And then what I've asked my team is I've actually removed myself from, from the cheer at the beginning, because to me, I've said my piece, I've given my guidance and my thoughts. It's now the team's turn to go over into those white lines and get it done. So I've actually removed yeah. myself from that piece and said, that's you. That is your yeah. moment to gather, to agree upon what you're going to go out. And so for there, that becomes them. They're in mm -hmm. more control than I am in a lot of ways out there. They are. So giving them the power and the tools to have that, that confidence to be in control, to make decisions, hopefully for the better, <laughs> you know? And so I think that's a really yeah. good piece. Here's the part that I get into. What if your coach doesn't take your advice? How do you feel about that? When the coach says, thank you. But I think we're going to go this way. How, yeah. how do athletes handle those conversations? I think that you have to go in with the mindset that at the end of the day, like we are trying to, I mean, wherever you're at, you're trying to compete, you're trying to win. And they do have the knowledge to understand this is what I need to do. And they also have the understanding of the rest of the athletes. And so you have to go in with not just a me, 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 I my yeah. me myself mindset you have to go in understanding that at the again like you said at the end of the day you're making the decision and so i think that that's what's so important is you can go in and give your feedback and say hey this is what i've noticed or hey this is maybe something we need to integrate within our team culture um and so then mm -hmm. you know you can bounce your ideas off but the more you put your ideas out there the better in my opinion if you keep shying yeah. back and not giving any of your ideas or your opinions, you're going to sit there and just, you're, you're going to be upset with yeah. your own self. Um, so, yeah. So the one thing I always, I always challenge is the why, not mm -hmm. the why to come speak to me. What is to like articulate? And I think that's a skill set is to understand and be able to articulate what you're seeing. So coach, I think we should do this. And here's why. And when they give me, yeah. you know, well, well thought out reasons and thoughts, one, I'm like, this is a, whether you're going to go into business and you have to sell something or marketing and you have to propose an idea or coaching and you have to, you know, take decisions and thoughts from everybody else and, and try to make a decision. I think it's huge because here's why I think we owe you the why we always owe you, you the know, why. If we are asking you to do something, we owe you the why. Go ahead. One of the biggest, one of the biggest things like my teammate says, and this is just like a little addition is that you always go in uh, with, you don't go in with a problem. You go in with, this is what we need to do. And here's the solution. And so that was kind of going into what you were saying. It's just, you never go in with just a problem. You need to have a solution because if you go in with a problem, mm -hmm. you're just going to sit there and, talk back and forth about mm -hmm. what, what's this problem? How, how, are, how do you want it solved? So mm -hmm. I just wanted to throw yeah. that in there because that was kind of, yeah, no, know, I think that good. makes, I think it makes a lot of sense. I have had players come in and say, here's a problem and I'm not sure what to do, but I think that is a problem with, when the solution is the, not the solution, but the proposed solution is I actually am not sure what to do. And that is a solution that you are 
solving that you don't know what the next step should be. And you're open mm -hmm. to the ideas of having that conversation. Uh, but I do think like there is that part that I do think we owe the why to you guys when we're explaining what the decision might be. Do I have time to yep. go into the levels in which I've made a decision? Probably not all the time, but I'm willing yeah. to give it if you really need all of the levels. But if I'm going to say work hard, well, why am I asking you in that moment to work hard? I need you to work hard here because listen, if you can apply that pressure here, these are the things that can happen based off what you're doing. And I think that's been a huge difference that I, as a player, asked a lot of questions and it was sometimes met with amazing conversation, amazing knowledge, amazing moments of growth. I'd also met because I said so. And mm -hmm. I don't, I, if I think a coach is a teacher, like, do you agree with that? Like our coach yeah. is teachers in a sense. Yeah. Well, yes, because at the end of the day, you're also learning life skills. Like I'm not, I'm personally, I'm not going to be a rower for the rest of my life. So all of these different life skills that I what? learned from my coach are, yeah, I know. Right. Are things that I will be able to put into my work life or into just general life you know, in general. So yes, of course, I think that coaches are teachers and these different little values that you learn throughout the day or lessons that you learn at practice are mm -hmm. things that will be helpful and useful within life. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, to kind of put a bow on this conversation, I think this is why unbreakable has to be there. I think this word has to be visible because it's a reminder to mm -hmm what we all should feel, which is that something isn't missing, something isn't, um, you know, not put together, you're actually way more put together. You sometimes may feel more glued together than, you know, maybe held strong, yeah. but you also have this amazing opportunity when you work together, when you're resourceful, when you're honest, when you're transparent, mm -hmm. when you give space for ideas that you actually will find these really, really strong pieces of yourself and the team, you know, collectively as staff and athletes that, that makes the bond so much stronger. So I, I think what you're doing with the word and putting it so out, out in front, um, I will, I do have to tell you a story before we get off this weekend at my daughter's game. Um, my daughter's coach bought your t-shirt and I, had sent her the website cause she liked it, but I didn't know what shirt she bought. And it literally took me a couple seconds to go, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I know that brand. Cause I like the shirt. It was really, it was really cool. And I was like, I like that shirt. And it didn't, it didn't like dawn on me to say anything at first. Cause I just saw it and I was like, Oh, that's cool. And I was like, Oh wait, no, I know that. I know that shirt. I know that brand. <laughs> so it's good. It's, it's one of those things that without me, you know, obviously a huge fan of you, but too, um, you know, just seeing it and, and going, how great of a message for me as a, as another woman talking to, you know, another woman in, in the sports space. Yeah. And then knowing my daughter, you know, got to see her coach wearing that for an entire match, you know, got to see her during the halftime when she's giving words of advice after the game. And that's the words on her shirt and encouraging my kid to be that way is, is a huge piece. So one, thank you for what you're doing and to keep going, um, is, is my that. advice to you and all of that. So, yeah, yeah. So that was well, thank you for, for sharing yeah, you know, what I can do, what I can do once in a while. But no, Unbreakable is, is amazing. So um, I know I have my Unbreakable gear, but where can people go find more about Unbreakable? 
Yeah, um, you can go look up www.unbreakablefemaleathlete.com. It's on all of my social medias, JC Hall. You can follow along. And then unbreakablefemaleathlete underscore on Instagram. So it's everywhere. Plaster all over. Get it out. Get it out. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll chat next time. All right. Be fearless. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Unbreakable and Fearless podcast. JC and I are working to make the conversations between coaches and players more productive and honest. We would love for you to subscribe to Unbreakable and Fearless wherever you find your podcasts. Like what you hear today? Then share the show with your colleagues, friends, and family. Interested in learning more about JC? Visit www.unbreakablefemaleathlete.com. Want to check out what Candace is up to? Then visit www.fearlessandcapable.com. More episodes to come, and until then, embrace the unbreakable and fearless spirit.